At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here on Vison Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel. We have a pro tip we'd like to give out from our number one Amal. It's something that you you brought up. And again, it's basically if you do not have a strong lean on a game, you certainly do not have to bet games before they begin. We're in a new advent of sports betting where in-game wagering can be very, very profitable. You gave the example with you and Kelly of the NBA and some of the wild runs they, they you get in on either side. If you just wait, see how a game plays out, and certainly do this in, in the NFL and college football as well, you might get the better of the number than what you would have gotten if you blindly bet before the game begins. I would say in an NBA game on average, over the course of a season, probably 95 to 97% of games, you can get a better number than the original number. Now, every once in a while, there will be a game where a team just absolutely gets dusted, and you know either you're on the right side or the wrong side, and you don't have an opportunity to get a better number than that's available. But, uh, you know, let, let's say, for example, you got a team that's catching five, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they just come out hot and they take a lead, and the number comes down to three and a half, plus three and a half, then they go into the favorite role. And maybe that's, I'm telling you, over the course of a, a week in the NBA, Dave, you'd be lucky if you find two games like that. The whole league is a game of runs. Yeah. Uh- Absolutely. And Kelly, you, you do this too as well, right? Yeah, really, yeah, really do. And I think, you, you know, while you were talking about it a little bit earlier, but I think almost any pregame position, if you are taking a pregame position in the NBA, bet it about half the size that you would of another sport because you need leave yourself open the opportunity to jump in in-game and get a better number than what you mm-hmm. got pregame. Well, so to Kelly's point, one of the things that I like to do is let's say a team's minus a point and a half. I'm not worried about the point and a half. But what I do is I take the money line. And now you can go both ways on this one. You could lay the point and a half and then try and middle it, which is a good way to go. But what I like to do is just minimize the liability. So let's say the team at minus one and a half is minus 125. And then all of a sudden, they're up 12 in the second quarter. Now, the other side might be plus 350. So now you can come in for about a third, maybe a little bit more than that. Mm -hmm. And so you're in a situation where if the dog who's down 12, who you didn't take, but just hedged off on them, if they come back and win, you had zero risk. But if the favorite wins that you had bet at minus uh, 125 on the money line, yes, you did cut into your profit by 35 to 40% in essence. Um, But you literally are like, I don't care. The game's, I have zero risk. I have zero, I have zero to win X. Yeah. You, you locked in profit. So again, that that's a, it's a great, great pro tip. Uh, from hour number one, again, and as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you have access up to 20 of those a day 
by going to vston.com. You can sort them out by show and or by sport. Look, we tried to give advice for the, the Phillies guy. To, to go ahead and hedge. You got a ticket on the Astros and win the World Series and make $125,000 off a $50 bet. He didn't hedge. Well, here's the thing. He's not dead. We know no, that, he's not right? Dead. They're down two games to one. But I can tell you right now, he is feeling a hell of a lot different coming into Wednesday night game number four than he is right now going, oh, my God, now i got to rely on Christian Javier against Aaron Nola. Let's talk about it with Joe Sheehan here uh, from the baseball newsletter. And, Joe, I was reading up on your newsletter, and you mentioned that the, the last time, it's been a long time since we had a, a, show, a shutout and a blowout like we had in game three of the World Series. I think you, you said it went back to the Yankees in yesteryear. But it didn't feel comforting if you're a Houston Astros backer now. What do you make of game four here and where these teams are mentally? Because it felt like Houston had game one locked up, and then all of a sudden they didn't, and now they find themselves behind the eight ball two games to one. Yeah, let me add to your list of pro tips, guys. Don't bet on Dusty Baker to run a pitching staff. I've known that since the sixth inning of game six in 2002. <laughs> Are you so mad about Russell Ortiz? Look, I got to be honest with you guys. I've been praising Baker for a couple of years now. If you look at his arc, you mentioned the 2002 World Series. We all remember him riding Mark Pryor and carrying Wood into the ground in 2003. He had corrected a lot of those early career mistakes in Cincinnati, in D.C., and even in Houston. So it was a bit of a surprise to see him make what I think are three pretty significant mistakes over the last few days leaving Verlander in too long, which isn't results-based. A lot of us are saying he never should have faced the top of the lineup a third time in game one. Um, starting Christian Javier last night, excuse me, starting McCullers last night instead of Christian Javier. We'll talk about this in a minute, but Javier is just a better matchup against this Phillies team. And then finally, leaving McCullers in to take that extra abuse in the fifth inning. The guy had given up three home runs to the first nine hitters. You really have to have somebody ready to go at a moment's notice. Yeah, I think you bring up some interesting points there. I want to look at both teams' pitching staff and how you see this. If you're Philadelphia, you've got a 2-1 lead. You've got Nola going tonight. If you win this game, are you coming back with Zach Wheeler in game number five? Are you potentially holding him? And then if you are the Houston Astros, Justin Verlander, who, by the way, um, to me, I, look, he's a tremendous pitcher, but I've never put him in that Scherzer, Pedro, Clayton Kershaw range. This is a guy that's given up 29 earned runs in his World Series appearances so far in his career, Joe. How do you view him in terms of getting the start, and where do you believe he is mentally? The World Series track record doesn't bother me all that much. We're talking sure. about eight starts scattered over the course of a career. But he hasn't looked great in two of his last three starts. Remember, the Mariners knocked him around in the first game, and then the Phillies in game one of this series. Uh, although he started that, again, you know, he had 10 straight outs to get the, uh, to start that game. I think you've got to start him with an idea that you're going to quick cook him. 18 batters, get him out of there, get into that very strong ball. But it's less a mental thing for me. It's just the command of the breaking ball. If you look at that first start against the Phillies, everything he threw that spun was just hanging. It was sitting there. Harper hit a rocket. Riamuto hit a rocket. Bohm hit a rocket. He's just not locating that breaking stuff. So I think you've got to start him with the idea that I might have to pull him very quickly. Um, you, know, you mentioned Zach Wheeler. They're not going to start Wheeler tomorrow, no matter what happens tonight. I think if they'd been down 3-1, they might have gone with Wheeler, but you look at Wheeler's last start. He was missing a couple miles an hour of velocity, had some injury issues at the end of the season. They want to give him as much rest as possible for what will be his final appearance of the year. So we won't see him until, if necessary, game six on Saturday. Wow, Joe, that is fascinating there. So if you're going to see Zach Wheeler, it would be back in H-Town if the series does go back uh, for game six and potentially game seven. You mentioned Christian Javier tonight that you think he's a, a pretty good uh, foil for this Phillies lineup. Uh, are you leaning the Stroh's way here in game four right now? Uh, they are a, a small dog here to Aaron Nola. Yeah, and nothing against Aaron Nola, who one of the best pitchers in the National League this year. Power guy, great breaking stuff, locates it well. He was I, I, one of very, uh, it was something like 200 strikeouts and fewer than 30 walks. One of the few pitchers in history to ever do that. Um, I do think eventually this Astros team, Astros lineup is going to have to, to wake up. You mentioned Javier, you know, the Phillies do most of their damage over the course of the year on breaking stuff, curves and sliders. And we saw that certainly last night against McCullers. Javier throws his fastball more than most starters do. This is an age when nobody's throwing fastballs anymore. Everybody's throwing the breaking stuff. Javier throws about 60% fastballs, 94 miles an hour, high spin. So it stays up in the zone. It's harder to hit. Uh, Javier, to me, against this Phillies lineup, throwing that fastball most of the time is a very good matchup. Uh, I don't know if I, I care for either side tonight, but I believe the total is seven. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sitting seven? 
Yeah, I, I think we're going to get the pitcher's duel we've been waiting for in this series. I think this is 2-1, 3-2 tonight. I think the under, especially the first five under, which I'm guessing is three and a half, is really, really good. No concerns about Noah, 11 earned runs in his last nine innings, four home runs allowed. He hasn't squared up a bit, but if you look at the stuff, it's not like Verlander where I'm saying, okay, he's got trouble locating the breaking ball. I haven't really seen a degradation in performance from Nola. He's just got hit, which happens, guys. You're facing playoff lineups. Guys are going to tee off, but I think both these guys are going to show up tonight. It's going to be cool. It's going to be dry in Philadelphia, too. So typically under those conditions, which, to be fair, we also had last night, the ball doesn't fly as much. Talk with Joe Sheehan. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe underscore Sheehan, the Joe Sheehan baseball newsletter. Uh, Great work there, Joe. So for the Astros backers that are out there, now they get plus money on the series. We've talked a little bit about how the pitching matchups could go uh, if this does get back to a, to a game six and a game seven. How do you kind of handicap the rest of the, the series going? Because, again, the Phillies now minus $1.40, the Strohs plus twenty. I Tonight's obviously the key game. The team's up 2-1, the difference between 3-1 and 2-2. Rastros win tonight. It becomes a best of three. They'll have the big pitching edge in Thursday's game five with Verlander against probably Noah Syndergaard. Um, and then, you know, game six, they can put Framber Valdez back on the mound, who against this Phillies team with that left-handed, that great left-handed army has is the best matchup that the Astros get in this series. So tonight, obviously, basically a coin flip game. Again, I think it'll be a low-scoring pitcher's duel. Both teams, all their good relievers are rested so it's going to be very hard to score. I mean, remember, that Phillies bullpen hasn't allowed a run in this World Series. The back end with Dominguez and Alvarado and Robertson has been very strong in this postseason. So, yeah, this is a tough matchup. But if I am if I like the Astros tonight, I think I'd rather just go ahead and bet the plus 130. I think it's plus 130 yep. um, to take them for the series. Because tonight is going to swing the series one way or the other. So if I can get plus money, the better plus money, knowing that a win tonight, it's now best two out of three and the Astros have the pitching edge, I'll take that. I love your point you made there, mm-hmm. and I agree with you completely. I think this is such a crucial game. Yesterday's performance is great, but it's yesterday's news, and it's time to move on for Philadelphia. I want to ask you real quickly. I did not see this coming at all from Philadelphia. I thought the Padres could make a run. I thought the Guardians, maybe the M's could make a run. But Philadelphia, of all the teams, did you see this at all from them? Because I have to be honest with you, they were just an afterthought. They were just, to me, they're the team that's going to play St. Louis, and then the Cardinals are going to move on. Yeah, I mean, I did have them beating the – uh, Cardinals in that first series because I like Nola Wheeler against a weak Cardinals lineup. I haven't picked them to win since then. I've been surprised by their performance, certainly over the Braves, who they dominated certainly the last yeah. two games of that series. Um, they've gotten much better bullpen work than I expected. Not just the guys I talk about, but you know, guys like Andrew Bellotti and Connor Brogdon have pitched well for them. Ranger Suarez has come out of the bullpen a couple of times to be effective. Um, they have a 2.45 ERA. Uh, bullpen ERA in the playoffs. And I guarantee you nobody saw that coming. <laughs> but the other thing is, the thing we talk about every year in the playoffs, ball, if you hit home runs, you win. The Phillies have hit 22 home runs in, I believe it's 14 postseason games at this point. No other playoff team has hit more than 15. They are just bashing the ball. And that's how you win in the playoffs. You can't count on stringing together singles and doubles and walks. You have to go, you have to hit as many homers as possible, get as many runs as possible on as few swings as possible. That's what the Phillies have done. And easy to do when you know what pitch is coming like they did last night. That's for sure. (laughs) Hey, Joe, really appreciate the time and the information as always. Enjoy the rest of the series. Thanks, fellas. Take care. Thank you. There he is, Joe Sheehan. Great work there. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, I I look at it and I go, boy, they're just mashing their way potentially to a World Series. We always talk pitching and defense, but right now they're getting it done a different way in Philadelphia. When we come back, we're going to talk about the NFL. Some win totals here. It's the fewest wins and maybe the most. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VSIN has to offer for now through the rest of the football season for only $99. Sign up now. You're going to get VSIN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, which includes our pro picks, daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests, pro tools like our exclusive betting splits, pro tips with actionable insights to help up your betting game, deep dives daily in the MLB, NHL, NBA, the playoffs, of course, are coming. We've got the upcoming college basketball, college bowls, Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to get your $99 midseason special today. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We were just talking about the World Series, and obviously there's so many different ways now that you can bet uh, with props that are out there. Take some long shots. Kelly, there was one that uh, came across the Twitter sphere. I believe it was a $100 wager, and this gentleman or gentlewoman picked four Phillies to hit a home run. Those Phillies, Harp? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, these are what, four of the five home run hitters last yeah. night in a same-game parlay, 100 bucks on that? Well, the impressive. Pa- just paid 1000 to one. You know, no big deal. Schwarbs, Hoskins, Marsh, Harp, they all crushed it. Listen, the Harper, Schwarber, Hoskins one you can understand, but you got to give him a ton of credit for picking Marsh. And that's right. not the guy you're thinking's going yard. I mean, that, that's an impressive call. And, and by the way, how about this? It was over by what the fifth inning? It was, he didn't have to sweat it. <laughs> there was nothing. You didn't have to go to that last at bat or anything. Well, I did see one tweet in a reply to that, which was pretty funny. They said, "Who had the ticket, McCullers?" Yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, I, that one. I do think there's a, a little bit line. of look. We don't have same game parlays out here. This is not something that has entered the Nevada betting space yet. I know they are massively popular in every other legalized state. The one I would say though is I think this is a good example of uh, I don't know when the fourth home run was hit of these, but look for in-game props that are also available in these other states. Amal talks a lot about hedging, locking mm-hmm. in profit. You only had to hit, get through about three of these where you probably could have locked in profit right away with all the all the live player props and everything that are posted throughout games at, at sites like DraftKings and others out east. And it does feel like that, that's, and we just talked about it with Joe Sheehan, and again, I thought it was a great conversation about Dusty Baker and, you know, why not go yesterday to high Javier instead of McCullers, and you could see that clearly he was out of sorts. And if he was tipping his pitches, which is what social media has been a buzz about and the baseball world has been a buzz about, Dusty's got to know that too, right? Like if, if the Phillies can pick it up to the point where you can cash uh, an insane prop bet like that at 100 to 1 for four guys to go yard, I mean, Dusty's got to figure that out too, right? I mean, I love, who doesn't like Dusty Baker? But it's the World Series, your pitcher's getting hammered. He's tipping his pitches. The Phillies know it. Social media knows it. They're buzzing about it as the game's going on. It seemed like the only guys that didn't know were the Astros. 
Yeah, I would agree with you there. I felt that way when you give up five home runs. McCullough's too good of a pitcher to necessarily get bombed like that. But um, uh, tell you what, give Philadelphia credit. Harper just absolutely smoked it. I mean, everybody knew it as soon as the ball Man. made contact. It was a no-doubter. Uh, but this is an important game tonight. It you know, is. look, everything, you know, it reminds me of all this hype that Tennessee's getting, right? Tennessee, you're number one in the country. Every, Josh Heupel's on the, uh, on the whatever the selection show is, whatever they call mm-hmm. it, and he's on there getting interviewed. You know, if they go in between the hedges and they get absolutely clipped by the gardener there, doesn't matter. Bye-bye, Tennessee. No. We'll see you again in another 20 years. They're also who we thought they were. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Took the damn field. By, by the way, you know the one thing that drives me nuts in college football? And listen, I, I think Ohio State fans are as insufferable as any. Uh, but to me, are these Tennessee and Michigan people? I'm like, dude, you haven't even won a title in this century. 98, 97, and that was half a national title. Before that, you got to go back to Michigan for what? 1948. Whoa. And then you look at Tennessee, by the way, it's like A&M, right? The arrogance of A&M. They haven't won a national title in basketball, football, or baseball since 1939. But these fan bases, my God, you would think they invented the sport. You would think that every one of their players that have gone on from their programs are Michael Jordan, Mike Trout, and, and you know, Tom Brady. 1939? That's fairly recent. Holy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a they hadn't even had the Second World War yet. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Okay, let's get to some of the win totals in the NFL here. And now that the trade deadline has come and gone, again, that's what we're, the point we we're making uh, in hour number one. These teams, for the most part, are who they are, yep. right? There's not going to be – now we have all the information of who we think these teams are going to be with all these acquisitions. And the trade deadline yesterday was chaotic, and it was fun. Now the teams to have the fewest wins going forward, to at the end of the day to have basically the number one pick in the NFL draft. Are we saying that the Houston Texans, you're on the clock because you're minus $1.15? Now, here's the problem with some of these price points, right? You see the Panthers at plus 425, the Steelers at plus 650. Tomlin's not going to tank. That's just not in his DNA. They have the quarterback they believe is their future, and that's Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah. So there's no incentive, say, for the Steelers at plus 650 to actively tank. And I know this is a, a, a term that NFL execs and – Certainly the commissioner don't want to hear, but this is, this is reality. What do the Texans have to play for? Davis Mills has something to play for, his job, yeah. if he's going to try to say that I really am the future. The Panthers, my goodness, I think the Baker Mayfield experiment is already over. P.J. Walker is not going to be the guy going forward. I kind of look at the Panthers at plus 425, and I actually think because Lovey's a first-year guy in Houston, because Davis Mills is going to actively try – why would the Panthers try? Other than being a professional and putting it on tape, and I know that's what pros say, and it's true. But other than that, they've got nothing else to play for. Well, I vehemently disagree with you on this point. I think when you talk about tanking, it is a front office ownership thought process. It is never a player's thought no. process for a multitude of reasons. First of all, in the NFL, where you're not playing on those guaranteed contracts like you are in the NBA Major League Baseball, You've got to be able to show if you're on a team like the Panthers and you're you're probably a player that may or may not be out of the league. I'm outside of a Brian Burns type of guy or True. DJ Moore, right? So you're showing what you can do on tape, your competitiveness, even when your team isn't playing well. That's vitally important. I think it goes such a long way. Remember the Don Beebe play in the Super Bowl? Yeah. I thought it said so Leon much about, yeah, about Don Beebe in that play when they were getting blown out 52-17, and he saves that last touchdown from being scored. It helps you potentially landing somewhere else. The other thing is, I'm not looking at, hey, they're going to draft the guy that's going to help. I might not be here next year. I don't care if they're taking Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I'm looking at worrying about my job, my future, my family. And so, to me, I don't think. And then one other thing is, if you're not pulling in a full effort in the NFL, that is when your greatest likelihood of injury occurs. Yes. And so, I don't look at this tanking stuff as a from a player's perspective. I think it is strictly a notion that's floated out there by fans, by media, and then the front office sits there and says, "Listen, if we're drafting fourth instead of if we're drafting fourth instead of first, it hurts us a little bit because we don't get an opportunity to really select who we want. That's all it is. But to me, this has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with the players. I agree with that. The point being, though, is that Matt Rule is not going to be back in that job. I, I, I mean, right? He's already gone. So yeah. I don't think you're going to go to the interim guy here and say, "All right, Steve Wilkes is going to maybe he's the guy. Who knows?" Steve Wilkes is not going to quit. We understand that. Right. The players that they have left after trading away CMC, I'm surprised they didn't trade away Burns and or uh, DJ Moore, right? 
But those guys are still there. I just don't know how much those two players in particular, because they're, they're made men. Everybody else has got to fight for a job. I get that. But the guys that are fighting for those jobs aren't very good. So, well, like, so I look at the Panthers and I go, there would be some incentive from the front office, not that they're going to communicate that. That's the whole Stephen Ross, Miami Dolphins thing, right? They're not going to communicate that to Steve Wilkes and, and P.J. Walker. But those guys are not, at least P.J. Walker, Baker Mayfield. They're not going to be part of their future. Their future resides in the draft, and they know they would ultimately love to have that first pick. Yeah, they would, but here's the thing. P.J. Walker right now, in his mind, thinks he's better than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and Hendon Hooker. He does. And there's not even a doubt, right? Like even In though, his mind. Yeah, even though he was horrendous at Temple, yeah. I, I'm not even sure. Listen, he's got the arm strength. I think that's how he got in the league. Because well, that rule, that was the connection there, right? Yeah, but I mean, doesn't mean you take the guy on your roster. You might go full, t- you know, you might go Urban Meyer and give him an opportunity in camp. Doesn't mean he's going to make your team. But I, I just, I, I'm not a big fan of that notion when, when they suggest or imply players are tanking. I think it's the a front play- office strategy right. thing. The players will not. That yeah. is true. But the front office might have other designs. Absolutely. That, that, that the players and, do not want And that's why P.J. Walker's a starting quarterback, though. Right? I mean. That helps you lose. No, <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> Two years ago, the guy's playing for the Houston Roughnecks. I'm sorry, but that, that's just a fact. Well you, well, you, well, you think that tall supermodel Baker Mar- Mar- Mayfield was throwing that ball 65 no, yards? absolutely not. I don't that think out. he could do much better. That, but that, that's, that's a different conversation. But again, because I look at that munchkin. I look at Davis Mills and, like, and Lovey Smith in the first year. I, I, I think they're going to full effort, whatever full effort is, because they're trying to win jobs. But, but, but in Carolina, I think some of those guys know they won't be there next year. They already know that. Now, they're putting it on tape to, to go somewhere else. I totally believe that point. But they're not, that's not going to be the Carolina Panthers next year. And Davis Mills might not be the guy either in Houston, but he's still, like to your point about P.J. Tucker, he's still, or uh, P.J. Walker, he's actively believing he's still the guy. I, I just don't think a guy like Lovey Smith or Steve Wilkes is tanking at this point in time because Lovey's not sure if he's going to be brought back. Wilkes is auditioning himself for other opportunities yep. because it's almost a certainty he won't be back in Carolina. So. Because um, we saw it with like Richie Pistaccio last year right here in the desert, right? As good a job as he did to get that team to the postseason – he was shown the door, too. So well, they made a great the hire. They hired a coach who's still yet to win. <laughs> That's exactly right. Uh, Denver regardless the Panthers one, I've already, got, I've already got a ticket on, Dave. I don't know how the Lions are 10-1 are ten to one in that market when they've got a whole, what, one more win than the Houston Texans exactly. right now? Exactly. Right. You've got a ticket on the, on the Panthers? Yeah. I but 10-1 to one on the Lions? I like that. I think you're live in that one as well. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk all things uh, NBA with JVT. Come on back. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness, set your lineup, watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness. Made of more. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for all of the details. And I like what they did with that class of Guinness, like a football. I didn't even need that to want a Guinness now. And I know you don't want one because you do not drink. Uh, Let's talk all things NBA with our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can follow him as I do at me. JVT, Jonathan, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts early on in the season. I asked you this last week. Kind of your biggest impressions. We know right now what's going on with the Nets. Feels like we got the first coach is gone. Steve Nash is fired. Is it as big a mess there as it appears right now on the surface? Oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't think there's really like uh, any debate about that. I mean, I guess mess is relative, right? Like Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant are getting what they want. So I guess that's not really a mess in their sense. They wanted that guy fired seven games into the season. He's gone. Uh, Jacques Vaughn takes over. He's actually a really good coach. He's well-respected in league circles, it seems. And uh, I would think that it's a job that a guy like that probably doesn't want. Uh, and he's taking over in the interim. We know Ime Yudoka is going to take over at some point. So maybe that changes as well in terms of Jacques Vaughn's status on the staff. But he's been there for a while. Um, but there is some turmoil. And here at the end of the day, guys, like it's just not great when you have front office executives coming out and saying, yeah, you know what? Our star point guard can't talk to media because he might inflame people. He might say the wrong thing. All these like, that's just at the very end of the day, I would say that is not an environment that is cohesive to success when it comes to the NBA, when all these other teams around them 
have much more stable environments. So I would say yes. Like on the surface, it's kind of a mess, I think, at this point right now. And that doesn't even get into the fact that the coach that they want to bring in is serving a year suspension from the other team that he's leaving because of something that he did. Like I it just it seems like absolute chaos over there. It does. And that's why I was so surprised. It wasn't a big move, but a small move that money felt like the odds came down from nine to one to plus eight fifty. Uh, to, to win the championship here for the Nets. We know how talented they are, but with Udoka and how is that going to go off and the PR nightmares they're having day in, day out, you mentioned it, Jonathan, that it doesn't feel like a, a winning environment there. Can these guys really, would we, we, we trust the Nets in the betting market to say that they're going to block all this noise out and go play championship-level basketball? Well, I would say no, but remember, it's noise by their own design, right? Like, yeah. so, like, I would, I, I could, I could make a very weird argument that this almost improves their odds of winning the championship because at the very start, the guy who they wanted out over the summer is now gone, right? So maybe that, in some weird way, mm. uh, pushes this team forward. Now, it didn't get Chicago, and Kyrie Irving only scored four points, and they looked absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, so, you know, maybe that's not going to be something that works, but I'm with you. Like, look, Dave, at the end of the day, these odds were always baked a little short because of the talent, right? Like if we know that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant from this point forward are going to go off and they're going to play the offensive basketball that we expect them to play, then there's a really good shot that they could win a title and be amongst the best team in the Eastern conference. The problem is every other outcome in between there is probably this team completely flaming out. So I would not want, I would want no part of them in, in a futures perspective uh, if even if your money was on it, Dave, I wouldn't allow you to do it. <laughs> and to your point, uh, you know, you mentioned Jack Vaughn taking over. It's not like they're running Greg Popovich. Quick three-year update on what uh, Vaughn's numbers were in Orlando. 20 and 62, 23 and 59. Didn't make it past game number 52 in Orlando, 15 and 37. So not exactly stellar there. I want to ask you, JBT, uh, Kyrie becomes a free agent after this year. If you're an NBA team, his talent is immense. There's no question about it. I, I have always said the best one-on-five player I've ever seen. But is he a guy you're looking to bring into your locker room at this point in time? Depends on how much you're paying him, right? I think that's the thing. Yeah. If you're telling me that Kyrie Irving with all of his headaches has taken like, I don't know, like $10 million a year, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are going to go and sign Kyrie Irving, right? Them all. I think that's probably what we're looking at. It just depends on how much the market commands for Kyrie Irving. Because at the end of the day, like given all of this, right? Like look at what the Brooklyn Nets did. The Brooklyn Nets fired a really good head coach in Kenny Atkinson. They shipped off Jared Allen, an arguably better center, to bring in DeAndre Jordan because it made Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving happy. They essentially turned over their <laughs> franchise to them. Why? Because Kevin Durant came along and because Kyrie Irving were going to come along. Like, talent for some teams is worth the headache that they bring. So at the end of the day, like, if the price is right, I would never say that Kyrie Irving's not going to play another, you know, second of basketball once the season's done. Because if he's willing and the price is right, there's going to be a team that wants to play. Now, where it's going to be is the other question. Will it be an actual contender? Or is it just going to be a team that's looking for some star power? <laughs> New York Knicks? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fascinating conversation we're having with Jonathan Von Tobel. Again, check out Hardwood Handicappers, the podcast, and daily NBA previews at vcin.com. To that point, we just had the NFL trade deadline. Uh, Jonathan, we've got a long way to go before we get there for the NBA. But how differently are some of these teams that we think are really going to be uh, power brokers at the end of the day that they're going to look? Because Kyrie could be a movable point if it really flames out here. I don't know if L.A. is the right destination, if the Lakers are, are salvageable. But I guess my question here is out west with the Lakers, what do they do? What can they do? Or is this team done before this season really ever begins? Well, I think they've done it first off, which is bench Russell Westbrook. That means that Russell Westbrook gets his own second units. It means that Russell Westbrook kind of gets to thrive a little bit more in lineups that are better for him, like younger lineups that get to run up and down the floor, show some athleticism, run in transition. And we've seen it actually, you know, the first game that he came off of the bench, he scored 18 points, albeit inefficiently. And then the second game, I think he shot about 50% and the Lakers had their best individual game offensive rating of the season. So I think they've taken the first step tape toward actually maximizing what the this team is going to be, but I keep going back to this with the Los Angeles Lakers, right? Everybody keeps ringing up trade Russell Westbrook, trade Russell Westbrook. Well, the deals that are out there are some form of Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward, one or the other, maybe both, uh, or Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, maybe both. The problem is, let's say you pick which deal you like best, Dave. 
are they beating the Golden State Warriors in the best of seven series? Are no they chance. beating, heck, the Denver Nuggets or the Pelicans mm-hmm. or the Clippers if they're at full strength? And that's, I think, ultimately, like the one thing the Lakers have kind of done right is dig their feet into the like the ground in that they're not going to give up the two assets to get a team that's going to get eliminated in the first and maybe the second if they get some injury luck to go their way. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I want to ask you specifically about two teams out west, the Jazz and the Spurs. I don't think they're long-term teams. They're going to be competitive right now, sitting at six and two and five and two. But from a betting standpoint, on a nightly basis, are these two teams that are being undervalued right now in terms of some of the lines we're seeing? Uh, I mean, it's clearly they are at this point, right? I'm all because I think the Jazz, I think, are five, two, and one against the spread. The Spurs are either five and two or six and one against the spread, somewhere in that range. Uh, so yes, the answer at this point right now uh, is yes. The problem, I would say, and if you look at both of these teams that there is some room for some regression for both of them. And it's actually what I wrote about a little bit today. You know, for the Utah Jazz, for example, if you look at some of the shot quality data, their defense is probably worse than what it's putting out there at this point right now. Uh, But, like, not markedly worse, but it's probably going to be worse. And their offense has gotten better. But to give you an example, right, uh, teams right now shooting 33% on wide-open three-point attempts against the Utah Jazz. That's not going to hold. So as we move forward, that's probably going to be something that regresses. If you look at their defensive location effective field goal percentage, which essentially gives you what would their effective field goal percentage be if teams shot league average on the shots that they were getting against them, they would be 16th in the NBA, not ninth or 10th in the NBA, which they are right now. Again, not a massive move, but it's still a move far down. The same thing could be said for San Antonio, especially offensively, because they've been shooting extremely well. Uh, Their defense has been atrocious, but the balls have been just going in for them. Both of these teams are showing clear statistical signs of regression coming, and I think they will come at some point. But the market's not giving up, especially on Utah. Like this thing opened today, Dallas minus seven and a half overnight. This is now down to six in favor of Dallas. And I don't really blame the market because until it flames out, I would keep playing it. And I know some betters who are consistently playing the Utah Jazz, so I can understand it because it's been successful. But that time is coming, and I do think it is coming relatively soon for both of these teams. Uh, JVT, when I look at, say, the Heat with that big win last night, and now they go back-to-back against Sacramento, they're coming to Miami tonight, and they're laying six-and-a-half is what I see here. Normally that would feel like a fade spot, right, where you you got the the, the back end of the back-to-back, you got the big win, the emotional win, the night before, is it as simple a handicapper as that, or is it too early in the season to really start playing into some of those back-to-back scenarios? Yeah, I think so, Dave. And I've always kind of been in the mindset, like back-to-backs are a little overvalued right. by, in terms of their negativity by the betting market. Uh, you know, these guys have done it for a really long time. So, as, you know, playing on consecutive nights, especially, remember, for Miami, we're talking about consecutive home games. We're not talking about home to away or away to away. They're not traveling. They're just sticking out in South Beach, and they're going to play again. So it's not really the worst scenario for them to play tonight back at home. And, you know, it depends on how much you buy into these things, but it's a revenge spot, you know, against Sacramento. They didn't play very well, but this team, man, Sacramento four and one against the spread, their last five games, the market kind of believes in them to a certain extent, but De'Aaron Fox is going to not play tonight. He's got a bone bruise with his knee going on. I I didn't bet this, uh, but it did take Miami a 30 to 15 fourth quarter to come back and beat Golden State last night. I do wonder what they do look like here because their offense has been very inconsistent. I like your uh, point on the revenge angle. That's a huge angle for me in the NBA. Generally speaking, I like a team that didn't get an opportunity to cover a number here. And you mentioned it, no travel on the back-to-back. I I like the positive momentum after coming from behind, despite the fact it was a real dogfight in that game. Very quickly, JVT, before we get to wrap it up here, a couple of plays that you like tonight. What do you like in in the association? Yeah, I went under 224, Clippers and uh, Rockets. That's down to like 222 and a half. Uh, so I got the best of the market there. And this one hasn't moved, but Trailblazers plus four and a half. I, I just, I don't think the market is really understanding how bad this Grizzlies team is defensively. <laughs> and they are missing a lot of the key defensive pieces that they had last year. So I'm going to go ahead and play against that, despite the fact that Damian Lillard's not playing tonight. Uh, JVT, great stuff. As always, again, follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. Check out Hardwood Handicappers. Enjoy the games tonight, uh, Jonathan. We'll catch up again soon. Good to talk to you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I always enjoy that conversation. When we come back, and put a bow on this edition of Big Bets, talk a little bit more about game four tonight in the World Series. Come on back. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast. 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Ball sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance Bet, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and much more. Head to BetRivers.com, download the Bet Rivers app today. It is a whole new ball game. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. Great conversation with Jonathan Von Tobel talking all things NBA. Boy, if you can fix the Nets or the Lakers, more power to you. Then you should be able to run other things. Because I don't know how if they're fixable at all at this stage. The Nets feel more fixable because they obviously have more talent. But my goodness, I think JVT laid it out. You got two bonfires going on in each each coast right now. I, I would agree with you. I'll tell you right now, I don't mind seeing this dumpster fire in L.A., though. This is beautiful. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this game tonight. They play uh, – I forgot who they're taking out. I was going to say the Nuggets would have been too many games in a no, row. But they got say, the Pelicans. Oh, they got the Pelicans. Pelicans that's right. Yeah. I'm on the Pelican side in this one. I, I, they got my guy, C.J. McCollum, big fan of his. Um, tremendous player. They've got, they've got a really talented team. I'll tell you what, Brandon Ingram. Talk about an underrated player in this yeah. league. Oh, he's gotten so much better the past couple of years. Now he's been out, that... out there. Herbert Jones is questionable tonight. That is big uh, for the Pelicans. But, yeah, I, I, I do have a play. I laid the three with the Pelicans in that game tonight. Uh, you are talking about – the fourth best net rating team in the New Orleans Pelicans mm-hmm. to start the year. And the Lakers, if you look, they are the 26th. Is, is the egg going to play tonight? The egg? Yeah, Anthony Davis, he's as fragile as an egg. <laughs> yes, I think he is going tonight. Okay, yes, I wasn't he's sure. going tonight. I've never seen For a guy. For as long as he can, a ball. Well, every time he hits the ground, you're checking to see if he's got <laughs> cracks. In him. I've never seen a guy I mean, get hurt more on made dunks. Oh, my Seems God. Seems like he's just, ah, hanging on the rim. Oh, it's <laughs> tough. Right. Hope he's okay. Uh, let's get back to the World Series here a little bit tonight. And obviously, there's a pivotal game for now for H-Town here to get this one. And again, uh, Joe Sheehan, we had a great conversation. Check that out. Beeson.com. Uh, I thought he, he kind of laid it out there as to why Zach Wheeler, for those wondering if the Phillies win tonight, they come back with a hammer and Zach Wheeler and try to finish him off. Because that's where my mind was, right? But Joe's point was he's physically just not there right now. So it's not the same Zach Wheeler we saw even earlier on this postseason. So they want to give him maximum rest, which means potentially uh, back in game six, if there is a game six, he would start that in H-Town. Do you, do you think that's the right strategy for Rob Thompson? I do. I actually potentially would have waited till game seven if it were me because assuming you win that third game yep. and you win it tonight, it's a different scenario if you don't win tonight. 
I got to tell you, I can't remember a series where a team is up two to one, and I felt like they had an intense amount of pressure in game four. I thought Joe made a great point. If Houston wins this game tonight, you really like their chances to be able to win this thing. Dave, for me, it's, I don't know, this is a really crucial game tonight. So, again, and that's kind of a, a pseudo pro tip, if you will, that if you like the Strohs, instead of betting them tonight, you may take the, the plus money in the series, right, at plus $1.20 versus laying the dollar one tonight because if they win tonight, things might flip to their favor in the pitching matchups. Well, and I, th- I think if you were going to play it tonight, if you wanted to at least bet it tonight, at least at least put a little money on the series price too, right? Right. So, yeah, that, yeah. that that's kind of the, 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 the corresponding play here, that if you well, like the Strohs tonight, you should also take them at the plus money, plus $1.20. I can appreciate what you guys are saying. However, I would say this. If you don't necessarily buy them to win the series, you just might like the individual matchup tonight against Nola, who struggled. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I would take into consideration. And, again, uh, we've seen this total. It did get up as high as 7 and have it's now down to seven here uh joe likes the under in this one thinks that we're going to finally get the better pitching matchup here uh obviously as you mentioned noah has been struggling but maybe this is houston's best opportunity here didn't really tax the bullpen too much last night even in the seven nothing blowout at some point you kind of wave the white flag do you think these these starters go deep into the night I don't know if they go deep. I think because both teams will have all pitchers on deck tonight, hands yep. on deck, simply because nobody had to pitch yesterday, right? Like right. Kyle Gibson, I didn't even know he was on the playoff roster. I mean, <laughs> you know, I had to see him in the game to know he was out there. If you look at Philadelphia, it was so fortunate. When they got that 7 nothing lead, and I believe it was in the fifth inning, mm-hmm. that allowed them to not have to use Sarah Anthony Dominguez and the rest of these guys in that bullpen, Dave Robertson. Now you can save them in a situation tonight where you look at it and you go, okay, hey, I've got an opportunity. I can take you know, Nola can give me five. If he gives me six, phenomenal. But, hey, I'm looking at working from five. We'll work backwards from there. This is one of those scenarios because the way you just laid it out, with the bullpens, the best guys in in their pen, ready to go, all rested, both sides, that you might have a guy go out there and throw five shutout, maybe one earned run, and they get yanked. And you go, why are they yanking them? They're going, because we've got a finish line for these guys. Correct. And we want to get to our pen and we don't want to have the Verlander situation happen, which is third time through the lineup, even with that 5 nothing lead. To Joe's point earlier in the, broad, in the show here, maybe they should have pulled Verlander be, because you had the bullpen ready to go in that game one. I would agree with you completely. And, you know, I, I get Joe's point on Verlander the third time through the lineup, and that's the big alarm bell for right. everybody. But I got to tell you right now, if you're Justin Verlander, if you're the horse in the future Hall give of Famer, give me the ball. You, you, I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not taking him out. Let me tell you right now, there's no way in hell you're taking out Pedro. You know, everyone always oh, no. praised, right. criticized Grady Little for that move, and I understand a fail. But I always said, let me tell you, I'm going down with the best pitcher in baseball. No doubt. Again, that is a great point. Everybody has got on Grady Little for that, but the best want the ball, so I can understand why Verlander wants it. Javier and Noah, though, tonight, if those skippers come out, you think even if they're pitching well. You could see this becoming a bullpen game as early as the, the sixth inning? Uh, I, no, no, Earlier. no. I think Fifth fourth inning. inning. Oh, really? This is, a, this is a crucial game for both teams. Philly's got the lead 2-1, to one, but for Houston, this is an, you got to win this one. You don't have to win three in a row against a Philadelphia team that's very capable of beating you one out of three. And for Philadelphia, you lose this game. Now you're looking at, well, we definitively have to go back to Houston. Uh, this is a very, very important game for both sides. And you see where the, the, the splits are coming in here. Again, this is uh, you got to have access to this information. It's great information. The money has come in so far on the over, uh, and again, down to seven in some spots, seven and a half here via DraftKings here, uh, and also it feels like more of the money is coming in on the fills. Yeah. So you're getting the vibe here that the betting market at least thinks Philly's going to keep hitting home runs, and they're going to keep scoring runs and keep winning. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And to me, when you look at it. You've got to keep the base runners off. It's okay if you give up the solos. It's the two and the three-run homers that are going to beat you. We saw Bryce with that two-run shot. i got to tell you, Dave, it just was such an electric moment for the team and the fan base when they get out 2 nothing with Harper's homer. It just changed the dynamic. Now you're out there. You're looking at Ranger Suarez pitched extremely well. It It, it just changed everything. Yeah, you call that, too, with Ranger Suarez. He's really been kind of the – the unsung hero here so far. Uh, Very quickly, because I didn't get to to it with Joe Sheehan early in the program – is this MVP race, if the Phillies win, you give it to Bryce right now? Or for Houston, it feels like to be determined. It doesn't feel like anybody stood out yet for Houston. So in that market, maybe it's still actionable. But for the Phillies, 
Is it Harp? And now he's the shortest uh, number on the board here, plus $1.50. Then you have to get down to 9-1 to one to get to Schwarbs. Do you feel like it's Harper's to lose if the Phillies do, in fact, win the World Series? I, I do believe that. And I think part of the thing is that t- gets taken into the equation, especially with baseball, you want that named commodity, right? Like Bryce Harper is yeah, a guy do. that – let's be real here. Outside of Justin Berlander and Bryce Harper – the average baseball fan who doesn't watch baseball regularly, That's they me. couldn't pick any of these guys out of a police lineup if they were standing in it by themselves. Uh, <laughs> may, maybe Kyle Schwarber. Uh, other than that, no. Okay, I, I ask you a question. Yeah. If Mike Trout walked into this casino right now, how many people would know who Mike Trout is? Just looking at him, not not name wise, just that they physically saw him. They go, oh, it's Mike Trout. They know he's. In, they say uh, he's pretty full in the South Point. I'm going to go uh, 14 people. 14 people. I, I'd go percentage wise. I'd say about 25 to 30 percent. Yeah. Oh, oh, I think I think under that. You're probably right. Yeah. When I realized when I said 30, it sounded high. <laughs> <laughs> so again, uh, right now, Bryce, Bryce Harper is the shortest favorite on the board of plus dollar fifty. Again, I look at it that throws. You know, Kyle Tucker plus nine fifty. I mean, you're really starting to to scratch the head here, Jose Altuve eight to eighteen one. If you like the Strohs to get back in the series, those might be some some playable numbers. Guys that have not exploded yet, like the Jordan Alvarez's. Or the Jose Altuve. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that one for a mall, but I, I guess one that just clicked in my head. If you do like the Phillies tonight and in this series, should you be also hitting that Bryce Harper number at plus 150? Yes, yes. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Instead of laying the, the $1.40 now Correct. with the Phillies to win the series. Great, great tip there. Speaking of pro tips, let's give our pro tip for hour number two. It is coming from the uh, NBA, and JVT alluded to it as well. It might not be yet. But there will be regression coming in the NBA for teams that have gotten off to great starts, like the Jazz and the Spurs. So we can understand why the betting market is still betting those teams. But at some point, talent will win out, and they're not going to keep up this pace. So we're not saying to start the fade yet, but it's coming. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.